welcome to Haken, an Animal Crossing podcast, your podcast dedicated to all things Animal Crossing. This episode is brought to you by Annie Taggart, one of our newest Patreon patrons. Today, Sergio and I will be going head-to-head and debate various Animal Crossing topics. So to begin... <laughs> Hello, Sergio. How you doing since yesterday? <laughs> Hi, Chewie. It's nice to switch over to a daily schedule for Haken Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what it is now. Um, so yeah, we recorded the episode that came out last week yesterday for us, but <laughs> this one's coming out like a week later. So technically, the episode that we recorded yesterday isn't even out for us yet, so we don't right. know anything. <laughs> and we haven't played Fire Emblem because it's still not out, essentially. So you're doing a bit of time traveling today, audience. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we all know that's against the rules in Animal Crossing. <laughs> I guess that could have been a topic that we debated, too. Time traveling versus not time traveling. <laughs> it's a hard one. It's a hard one. <laughs> Um, so anyways, we are, you know, like we said, we're going to be debating some Animal Crossing topics. We're even throwing our uh, patrons into the mix with this one, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got a bunch of different things that we would like to debate. I'm going to go against Sergio at every turn. <laughs> 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 and feel bad about some of them too. <laughs> um, so speaking of feeling bad, let's actually start with the first one, which is, is KK Slider a sellout? Ooh. Sergio, what do you think? <laughs> I think he is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's a lot that can be said. And in I guess even to some degree, you you could say there's some evidence of of some things that might be going on, you know, but there's still a lot we don't know about. Um, Like we discussed in the previous episode, we don't know the whole relationship between KK and Dr. Shunk and everything that might be going on behind the scenes for basically for Club LOL to exist. You know, the, the money has to come from somewhere. And... I mean, if you think about it, why doesn't KK or even DJ KK, why doesn't he sell his music at the club? I mean, if he was really into the whole thing, you would think that he would actually promote the selling of the music right there and then, right? I guess that's true. I guess (laughs) that's a good point. (laughs) So, you know, maybe maybe there had to be like an understanding or... Or or something, something behind the scenes. I, I just don't think KK is in the mindset to sell his music. Um, he still gives it f- uh, away for free in Saturday evenings. And I think I think we don't know all the details. So I I, I don't want to say he's a sellout. I, I, would, I would defend him <laughs> until we, you know, innocent until proven guilty. I mean, I guess you can say that you don't want to say he's a sellout. <laughs> but I feel like that's something you would say because you know deep down that he is. <laughs> and here is why. When I was just a wee little boy growing up in, I guess, high school. Not too wee, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't think the wee, was the wee even out back then? I don't, I don't think it was. Oh. No, nope, no wee. <laughs> so I was just a GameCube little boy. And it was my first time picking up Animal Crossing. And I remember, I you know, I'd run around, I'd do my thing, I'd be paying off my house and everything. And then just one random Saturday night, 
I run past the train station and I see this dog. He's playing guitar and he's talking to me and he's making all these cool comments about how awesome music is and stuff. (laughs) But he said some words to me and he said, after he played his song, he said, my music wants to be free, man. And I just feel like his music isn't free anymore. It's literally (laughs) you have to pay for it in some cases. I mean, I guess you could argue that you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, but I I don't know. I feel like there's still a cost to it where in the past he would just show up at a train station. Mm -hmm. He'd show up at a coffee shop. He'd play some music there. But now all of a sudden he ain't even coming to town because your place doesn't have a venue. Like he's too good (laughs) for to not even like he's too good for your town because you don't have a venue. And so you have to wait and wait and wait. And then all of a sudden this guy shrunk comes around and he's like, hey, we want to open a club. And you're like, yeah, sure. Go for it. And now all of a sudden, KK Slider rolls around and he's like, hey, this place seems pretty cool. I could jive there. And then, and even before that happens, you j- he doesn't even like, he's like, oh, just send them my albums. They can buy them. Whatever. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I, I think this KK Slider guy, he used to be all about that free freedom. But now he's just like, he's too good for us. He's acting. He's acting like a sellout, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe he's just acting, like you said, or like I said. Maybe we just don't know all the details. Um, it's true. You brought you brought up some good points, but we don't know how it's gonna be in New Horizons. Maybe it's gonna go back to basics. And in a way, maybe he doesn't have to worry about rumors or speculation because he knows the truth. He knows he. His music is only the one he gives away for free. And the rest, who knows what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do I do wonder. Because ma- he made some weird career choices in New Leaf that, like, I mean, does does he need to be a DJ? No. Right. I don't know what's happening <laughs> with that. Like, is he... I don't, I don't... I just don't get it. Is DJ... <laughs> is KK Slider even his real name? Or is it just DJ KK now? I don't know. So, I mean, my worry would be that he gets even worse in New Horizons. Oh. He's like, he's like, oh, look at this island. I really only just come here to go and write music on this beach because it's cool or something. But I'd never play a show here. <laughs> so, no, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just feel like I will say that when I first ran into like KK Slider and New Leaf, it did feel just a little bit dirtier than I feel like a little bit of that experience was tainted Mm. as soon as I saw like his album in the store. And that's not saying that, and that's not me saying that feeling, I feel like artists slash musicians shouldn't get paid for their work. I definitely want them to. (laughs) I just felt like, you know, KK Slider is about that creative control. I think he would maybe also control his distribution a bit and so i don't know it it just felt like i don't know what happened beyond behind the scenes so for me the image that came off of it was just like i don't know man sounds like a sellout (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true I, i i agree with your points i guess we just we just really don't know it's it's hard to say
Yeah, it's pretty hard. <laughs> but also that, that was hard because I don't I don't think KK Slider's <laughs> <laughs> And it, <laughs> I'm just making the argument to be contradictory. <laughs> um yeah. But I think yeah. it's funny that this relates to basically the next uh topic of debate and you touched on it lightly you know should dj kk exist and i'm actually gonna say no okay because it goes back to you know everything we said i i think he is a dj because he had to be we don't know all the details and i'm very hopeful that in new horizons it's gonna be either a new character, a new special character being the DJ, or just the the villagers in town taking turns. Uh, I definitely don't think it should be KK. I think KK should focus on exploring different genres of music. We even said on the previous episode, maybe exploring other instruments, acoustic instruments, instead of, I don't know, I, I just don't feel like he his DJ persona fits him. It might be, you know, a little bit of show, a little bit of something that he has to do because of, you know, again, the the agreement or the conditions that he is under uh, by Dr. Shrunk. I mean, <laughs> this could be very a very sophisticated story between the two. That's true. And we don't know what his, I guess, rent is to Nook right. or mortgage, whatever he's paying. <laughs> he's got to get money somewhere. And that's why I think he should exist. <laughs> because, I mean, I I think if you're going to sell out, you might as well embrace it. You might as well just be like, all right, I need to make some money. I got to pay the bills. So, like, do you want K.K. Slider to be homeless? No. I don't think no. so. <laughs> so I think he needs to be a DJ. <laughs> because, I mean, he's, he's a doggy mm. DJ, a DJ doggy. He's DJ KK, but no, I don't know. I I guess I just feel like Club LOL. I mean, what else would it do if it weren't Mm. for DJ KK and KK Slider, you know, in general, just because like you go every day of the week and DJ KK's got a set and during the day, Dr. Shrunk's got his set, whatever you want to call that. (laughs) (laughs) So... So, like, you know, I just feel like there wouldn't be much use for the venue in New Leaf if there weren't a DJ KK. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think that uh, poses up a good question about how it's how is how is it going to be in New Horizons? Is it still going to be Club LOL? Is it just going to be KK Sliders only on Saturdays and outside maybe the airport? And that's it. You know, maybe there's no DJ anymore. Yeah, that's true. Um, It could be probably something that you work up to later because I'm getting the feeling that there are a lot of things that are going to exist in New Horizons much later in the game. Right. And I feel like something like Club LOL, and hopefully they don't call it that anymore beyond it, but, you know, (laughs) some sort of club place, some sort of venue, you know. Um I just feel like there might be that at some point. So maybe K.K. Slider becomes more of a staple there later. And maybe that DJ persona returns after that, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, I, in you know, <laughs> I'm going to agree with your side, but I think it does have to exist in a way because he, he already was a DJ. And, you know, people, there are DJ K.K. fans out there and, 
he has to come back in at least in some way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A lot of I mean, he does get some pretty rad t-shirts. The DJ oh, KK yeah. ones, like <laughs> I don't know, wasn't Nogami wearing a DJ KK shirt yeah, during the that's right. the New Horizons thing? So, I don't know. I feel like one thing I really love about the developers of Animal Crossing is that they love Animal Crossing. Like, <laughs> I don't see a single one of those developers, like, hating their job at all. I, I feel like they all <laughs> truly love the series. And if they like something enough, they're going to keep it in there. For example, one of the developers really likes Rasher, that really scary pig. So they keep that in the game. <laughs> they don't need to, but it's definitely just because that one developer likes it. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, all things considered, I do really like the love that they have for it. Like Nogami, he shows up and he reps everything that he works toward. Like he reps Animal Crossing, he reps Splatoon. He does yes. a good job of really loving those series. And at this point too, Kyogoku, she's been... You know, she's been leading that team. She just got a promotion, too, that really mm -hmm. shows, like, her devotion to the work that they're doing. So I do really appreciate that. And I hope that means that, like, you know, if DJ KK is going to show up, I hope it means that a lot of other special characters are showing up as well. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So I think I'll go first on this next one because <laughs> okay. I think I, I brought it up a little bit. But the next one is, is Dr. Shrunk funny? And I'm going to say he is not. <laughs> I mean, okay, I, I get it. He, it's his full-time gig, and it shouldn't be, but it is. And, you know, just like a DJ KK, sure, he has to make a living and everything, but he doesn't have to kill everybody doing it. And it's not with laughter. It's just with like, oh goodness, this is this is a rough joke, man. You got to work on it. And I'll and I'll tell you, like, I I felt like he was okay until I saw the show with Frillard, his mentor in City Folk. There's one, there's, I forget which emotion it is, but there's one me uh, emotion where Frillard shows up, and I was like, oh, this was a good joke <laughs> and i was surprised <laughs> that there could be good jokes in animal crossing <laughs> but uh, so so shrunk he i don't know i just feel like most of what makes him funny is that he is not funny and i feel like that doesn't count <laughs> you know what i mean right 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 <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know i i feel like it, it, it's it's somewhat of an acquired taste uh, I do think he's pretty pun uh, pretty funny. He's not your typical comedian, of course. Um, it's you know, it's 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 called the art of the punchline, and I think he is an expert at it. I I would even say, sometimes yeah, the jokes don't seem funny. I think that's our fault. I think we just cannot grasp the sophistication of his jokes, and you know, it's our fault. It's he he is he is beyond us in in terms of his jokes and. One great thing about Dr. Strunk is that he's even willing to make fun of himself. And he does it very authentically. That takes guts, you know. Not everyone does that. And he does it so well. He does it in a funny way. And he hasn't given up. He he started in Wild World. And since then, he just keeps trying and trying. In a way, that, that itself is funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, but also a little bit sad. <laughs> I will say, he has we played um 
Amiibo Festival recently on the stream. Um, yes. I guess for everybody listening now, it's been a little while now, at least over a week. <laughs> but I'll say that, like, we have seen Shrunk in that setting, and I do think that he has the equations to a joke there. Like, he has the pieces. He does a <laughs> setup for the most part for the joke, and then he follows it up with the punchline. And so I feel like it's there and maybe it is like the delivery and everything. And we just don't quite know how to get it right. (laughs) But at the same time, after that joke, he just kind of underplayed it and understood that it was not enjoyable. (laughs) He was like, here, just take your card and leave. (laughs) It it felt more like a, a clown who is at a birthday party and they don't really want to be a clown at a birthday party. And they're, you know, they're blowing up balloons for the kids and making animals and all they really make are snakes. And (laughs) then they give the kid the balloon and they're like, here, it's a worm here. It's a snake here. It's a noodle. (laughs) They just keep thinking up this, a different thing that is in that one shape that they can do. (laughs) <laughs> I feel that's that's the impression I get of shrunk stuff. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna agree with that in a way, but I I think it's 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 a deeper meaning than that. I think he knows that his joke was too good for you, and <laughs> oh. he's just oh I'm not gonna waste my time, you know, with my talent. I'm just just take it and leave. I'm gonna keep doing my my funny jokes to people that get them. I think I think that's his approach. You know. I guess I could believe that. Maybe maybe he is also a sellout and he's like you know what? I don't I don't need to give this town my best show. They get the whatever show. I'm going to save it for the big the big lights, the big stage, you know. <laughs> so, I could see that. Um but yeah, I think I think he has room for improvement. I think he could get there. Because like I said, he's got like the formula (laughs) down. He's got some of the things that make up a joke. I think he just Mm. needs to figure out the good good stuff. Relatable things. (laughs) Things that really hit people to the core, you know. Um, But I also wanted to say, uh, I forget where... I I think I was this was a video I watched or a podcast I listened to but I do remember hearing some of the developers not not developers I guess but more of the localization team from the treehouse talking about shrunk and who wrote the jokes and I think it was Bill <laughs> Trinan saying this but hearing like who had written them and then all he said was like, oh, that makes so much sense now. <laughs> like he knows the person who wrote the jokes for Shrunk. And it was just right. like, it clicked. He was like, I totally understand what this is. <laughs> so maybe it's that too. Like maybe we just need to understand the person behind those jokes. Because I have a friend right. who has like, he has a very interesting sense of humor. Like a very... <laughs> It's, I would say it's pretty intricate where I have yes. no idea why it's funny, but he gets so much enjoyment out of a very strange joke. And so that that might help, you know, just knowing the person, because if I hear a joke and I'm like, oh, yeah, this uh, this guy, he'd love it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's true. And, you know, w- whether he's funny or not, for sure he could be funnier so 
there's room for improvement and let's see Sean, let's see what you have in New Horizons. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so the next topic of debate is which is the best male personality, you know, for the male villagers. I'm going to say it's the lazy personality. Because really, who doesn't enjoy being lazy? You know, you have to earn it typically. But, you know, you work very hard and you get your weekend. And you get to be, you know, lazy if you want. That's that's remarkable. It's like the, the cycle of life. You work really hard and then you get to reap the reward. And if you choose to be lazy, hey, you, you earned it. <laughs> so... If you think about it, the lazy villagers are always having a good time. It's true, they're also always hungry, but in a way, being hungry, it, it's also a good thing. The, more, the hungrier you are, the more you're going to eat and the more pleasure you're going to have, you know, in moderation, but to a certain extent, that that's true. And a really cool part about the lazy villagers is that they're not so lazy that they just want to be alone on their own being lazy. No, they want to share the good feeling of lazy with you. They want to share the good food. They, they want you to, you know, experience the laziness. I, I mean, imagine you're, you're playing New Horizons and you get too lazy around all day with a huge bowl of chips and salsa, like you said recently. Imagine that. I mean, that's a lazy life. And, and I think that's the best. I mean, that's true. That's true. And you, <laughs> you make a lot of good points because I do really like that they are... Their, I guess their form of work is also being like, hey, I I can convert more people to this lazy lifestyle <laughs> that they can enjoy. So I do appreciate that, that they're not avoiding people based on laziness. Like they're all right. for other people also joining them in their laziness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had a hard time with this one. And I'll say I was between a couple of the, I was between a couple of them, and they mm. were Jock and Cranky. Mm. And initially I thought Jock, because Jock's, like, it's funny, I, I definitely don't consider myself a Jock. I, I mean, I was pretty active, I still try to be kind of active now, <laughs> but I think the Jock villagers in Animal Crossing... I tended to have like really good relationships with them. Like my first best friend in Animal Crossing was Pancho. And yes. he's a jock mm -hmm. villager. And I always just liked that he was like, yeah, I want to play some games and go do sports and stuff and that sort of thing. And I just enjoyed <laughs> it. And he was very like inviting about it, like not in a tough guy type of attitude, you know, but just kind of like uh, this is what he liked to do. And right. it wasn't um, a negative at all. You just, you know, mm -hmm. it just it felt like true. And even like in New Leaf, I have a very good friendship with Rudy, the cat. And yes. he's another jock <laughs> villager. So I felt like the jock villagers were were the ones I was going to go with. But I actually think my favorite are the cranky villagers. Ooh. And it's because I feel like there's a, a uniqueness to the cranky a villager attitude that I feel ages the villager a little bit more like they feel like older characters compared to 
the rest of the cast of Animal Crossing, you know, because I feel like I can yeah. talk to the other animals and they're around the same age as me, you know, even though, yes. I mean, that's totally <laughs> relative <laughs> because, you know, I'm in my late 20s at this point. So they, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what target age they are <laughs> or what even right. the developers imagine what age they are. But I feel like the cranky ones are clearly just older characters, you know, and I feel like more so with the cranky villagers, you get this character that has layers. Like you have to peel them back to really get to know them. And mm. and it doesn't start as an instant friendship, you know, like it takes some time. And I've had that experience where like Vladimir, this pink cub, bear cub, was really mean to me all the time. And we were rivals and I really missed <laughs> him when he left, you know, mm. and then... Even in, uh, I guess, another, uh, just going from population growing to New Leaf, like New Leaf, I made friends with this squirrel named Ricky. And at first, I didn't really like Ricky. I thought he was like kind of a funny looking character. Like, I didn't really care for the design too much. And then he was also kind of mm -hmm. cranky all the time, you know, but I just kept talking to him. And then I was like, I had a genuine friendship with him. And it mostly happened when I was going around. I wanted to get this petition signed to get Club LOL opened, and I felt like his dialogue was just so good compared to all of the other characters that I talked to. Hmm. So I, I, it felt like, oh, I'm talking to this cranky old guy, but who like totally supports <laughs> the youth, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, I just felt like. The cranky characters have some layers to peel back. They may not be as cranky as they used to be in other games, but right. I still feel like there's they are to some extent. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's true that you know the I think even the fact that they are less cranky than before that does add to their sophistication. I must admit, yeah, yeah. So I think cranky are are the best for me. <laughs> Nice. Cool. So let's go ahead and follow that up with what is your favorite female personality? And I'm mad because you, you took a really good one. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess for me, and I feel like I had a hard time with this one too, <laughs> especially with what was left. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think I really like surprisingly enough the peppy <laughs> villagers Ooh. and it's not and it's strange because like i don't know i feel like uh, for a long time i didn't really care for pop music which they kind of have like especially like stuff that yeah. i would consider like bubblegum pop type of thing <laughs> but then you i'm jamming out to bubblegum kk and right. i'm really enjoying my conversations with the peppy villagers <laughs> and and so, like, I don't know, I guess I like that they have some ambition for themselves. Like, they they strive to be some sort of star, you know? And so mm -hmm. they're, the conversations that you have with them go uh, kind of follow around that, where they're like, oh, yeah, I'm really... Uh, I really like the song you're performing and I was saying this for in front of an audience and that was pretty scary, but I did it, you know? Um, right. So I feel like the conversations you have with them do really show that they're trying to be 
I guess successful in some way, <laughs> you know, which is yes. like something that you don't really get a lot of. Um, but I feel like this works because you have like the movie. One of the best moments is, of course, like Margie and her ambition takes her to another town. And so you see a character, you you see a character that has to go through some development because their friend left, you know? So yes. mm-hmm. I feel like if you're building up to that story it's nice to have like this relationship with an animal that's really peppy they're really fun and they really enjoy that and support you and and you know they want you to reach for your dreams but at the same time they're also doing that like they are Mm. trying to achieve their dreams you know yeah yeah that's true that's a good point and especially you know ambition is a good thing and when you are ambitious and you're pushing others to be ambitious yeah for sure i I can see why the peppy uh, female villagers are intriguing to you but i would actually say that the best female villager personality it's the uchi personality (laughs) (laughs) and this is sort of a it's a double-sided answer or for two reasons really i mean first of all the Uchi personality is just great. It's like your big sister. And who doesn't really enjoy uh, having a, that big sister, the a person that protects you, but also takes very good care of you. But on the other hand, you know, what else is there? You you discussed the paper villagers and, and you brought up some good points. But I feel like they just want all of the attention. And then they like gossip too. And they, they just, you know, I, I'm not too enamored by the way they are the snooty ones are just completely rude like very very rude and it's not even the type of rude that is oh you know it's constructive criticism no not this one i, I feel like the snooty ones are i are out to bite and, and hurt you maybe so then what else is there besides the normal one and i think the normal personality is just it's boring in a way yeah they're really nice i think they're well intended but they, they just need a little bit of feistiness, I think. Um, to, to be the best female personality, you, you need a little bit of spice. And I think that's what the Uchi ones are. You know, they take care of you when bees are around and they sting you. You get medicine from your Uchi villagers. They, they, they really care about you. But they're also willing to poke fun. And they might not be the friendliest. I feel like the Uchi villagers, you know, they, they don't have a lot of friends. But the ones they do, man, it's a, it's a deep connection. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I do really like the Uchi villagers because they've got, like, they've got a lot of spunk to them, you know? Yes. Like, they've got some fun characteristics that are, you know, very unique to what we've had so far, especially like them being a new personality from New Leaf. Like, because mm-hmm. I, I, we, we talked about this in depth, like just that we really want to see more personalities show up in Animal Crossing. And I feel like the Uchi and Smug personalities that we got were good. I think that was like the step in that direction that Mm -hmm. I feel like there's still a lot of room to grow. Like you can find a lot of ways to grow characters and write different characters. So I'm all for more. And I feel like Uchi did it very well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, they they did say New Horizons is not going to have any new ones. But again, there could be a mix of the existing ones. And, you know, there's always the next game in, I believe you said 2030. So yeah. We'll wait for that one. <laughs> yep, 2030. That's when we can see the next Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, it's going to be quite the wait. A decade for people. 
Well, a decade of New Horizons. I, I think we can make that work. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so the next topic, this has to do with seasons. And the favorite season, or I, I would say the best season to play Animal Crossing. And to be in Animal Crossing, it's going to be spring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first of all, big, big hint. Even Nintendo knows this. They're releasing New Horizons in spring. What does that tell you? <laughs> you know, spring is rebirthing. It's alive. Everything is nice and fresh. Everything smells good. The weather is perfect. Everything is nice and green and very colorful. So that's that's a spring, you know. Um, there's butterflies everywhere except in your stomach. That's a really good thing, by the way. <laughs> and, of course, we get the Cherry Blossoms Festival. That's a very unique, like, everything changes color. You know, very, very cool event that happens. Now, also, who doesn't really enjoy spring break? Even, you know, some of us that don't have it anymore. But we have very good memories of it. And, and again, that's a great thing that's tied to the season of spring. As well as Easter. You know, we have our buddy, Super T Bunny. We have other bunnies like the awesome Score Bunny. So, <laughs> <laughs> spring is all about the bunnies. And who, who doesn't enjoy <laughs> a good rabbit? I got. I mean, bunnies are really cute. I do. I have to say that because they are. <laughs> but I would argue that autumn or fall is the best mm. season in Animal Crossing. One because it's the exact opposite of spring. <laughs> but to, but really, no. I I think the main reason is just that I feel. Like, it's the first big change you get in the year. Like, yeah, spring is nice because everything is blooming and everything. But I feel like you only really get to enjoy that after you've gone through a winter. Whereas, like, once spring hits, like, you're going to be looking at a lot of green for a long time. And so what I like about fall is just that the the whole th world changes when that hits. Like, everything is different in this world. It looks like a much different game and a much different experience, you know? So, yeah. and then on top of that, like it's not, it's not just coupled with like the real change in weather and the real change in the world, but it's also, you get a bunch of different holidays while you're going there. So once October mm. hits, like you're in holiday central, essentially like it's moving you through all of these things and you keep getting to enjoy more and more holidays as they go so first you hit halloween and then you get har the harvest and then just after autumn ends you get toy day but like the bulk of the work for toy day it's still autumn like you're talking to all the characters and do enjoying figuring out what they want for toy day you know so yes. I feel like the main portion of it like happens at that time. So yeah, for me, I think it's just autumn is it's so good and you get to wear sweaters and coats and things like that's when the weather cools down and everything starts <laughs> to feel great and crisp and nice. And and it also at the same time, like though it gets colder, it also feels cozier, too which is, yes. I don't know how that works, but it just happens where I just feel cozier in the autumn, you know? <laughs> right, right. And, you know, new, if it was very speculated that New Horizons was going to be out in, in around September or October. And 
that would have been a nice uh, season to come out. But I mean, now we know what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, Nintendo may want it to be a spring game for the reasons that spring is a good season to play Animal Crossing. But it could also just be that they didn't have any other games coming around at that time. So they thought, let's <laughs> push one back to that point because <laughs> we have plenty of games for winter 2019, but not enough for spring 2020. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah. So the next one is, let me get to it. Oh, fishing versus bug catching. And I know what I'm going with on this one. I am going <laughs> to go fishing. And my reason behind this is that fishing, I feel like, has a lot of mystery and nuance to it. Because you know, compared to bug catching, like you, you see the bugs, you know exactly what you're going to get. Whereas yes. fishing, it takes time to learn what you're getting. You, you gotta, you've got to play a lot before you know approximately what you're going to get. Because, of course, bugs work seasonally as well. But though fishing works seasonally, like you have to like pay attention to the shadow sizes and be like, oh, this is probably this fish because of the size of the shadow, you know? And then <laughs> you start to pay more attention to just like smaller details about the fish that you can really, and it's detail that you only see as far as like a shadow, you know? So if you yeah. see like a really big shadow, it's obvious that you're like, oh man, this is a really big fish. It's probably something really awesome that I should catch. But if you see like small the the shadows as they're smaller, like there's a slight change between all of them. So I think I like that mystery. I like the nuance to being able to learn something, uh, and you know it's like uh, being able to notice the small details about the fish before you even catch it. I think that's cool. Um, and also like I don't know. I just like the anticipation when you're waiting for a fish to grab onto mm. your line as well. Because they just like, they hit it once and they didn't quite grab on. They hit it another time and you're like, oh man, <laughs> is it going to be the next one? And they hit it and it's still not that one and you got to wait and you're you're getting a little bit more anxious as it goes. And then eventually they grab on and you try to react as fast as possible and sometimes they get away and sometimes you catch them and it just feels really satisfying to do it. Nice. You know, I really like your point about the mystery that you you only see the little black shadow or a big shadow. And unless you're very experienced and you know what season it is and, and you, you kind of look for those details that you mentioned, it's true that, yeah, there's a lot of mystery to, to fishing. And, and that's a really cool part of that. But I'm actually going to say that bug catching has its merits, too. And it might be even more fun or more beneficial than fishing in the reasons being because you know you can find bugs everywhere it's not gonna be just in the river or the ocean bugs are gonna be in those places too but also everywhere in your town and yes that inc that does include you know bugs flying over the river so you know they're not limited to just uh, bodies of water and in a way you could say that bugs are more challenging because they have different speeds you know the butterflies are fairly slow and you, you kind of get to see them easily but if you see like a dragonfly or something else it might be more challenging it might move at a different speed and another really cool thing about bugs is that even if you miss catching some of them 
they they don't all disappear they don't all go away just because they they know you're trying to catch them basically they give you another chance there are some that are more challenging that they they do all go away and you kind of have to really practice and approach them carefully so i think there is more challenge and even more variety in the challenge of buck catching than in fishing that's true yeah there is i like your point about it like it's kind of a hunt, you know, like you may miss once, but there's another chance to go for it. And they are challenging. And I'll, I'll even add to that by saying like, there are bugs that are really only appear conditionally versus like, you Mm. know, fish show up if you're lucky in the river or in the ocean, they'll just always be around one of those places. Some of them are located by waterfalls, you know, as an example, mm-hmm. but like there are bugs that will only show up on a tree stump if you've cut it down or will only show up if you have blue flowers in your town, you know? Yes. So I do appreciate that challenge where there are more conditions you have to meet to see every single bug versus like fishing. It's it's it, they're just there. But I'll say that's also like a pro for fishing because it's just accessible and it doesn't really rely on you doing anything extra to get them. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, so it's tough to say. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. So the next one on on our list, we're talking about items and we're wondering what is better, to sell your extra items or to donate them? (laughs) And I'm going to say that donating is better. Because, you know, when you donate something that you you no longer need, you're helping somebody out. You're making new friends along the way. And that is great, of course, in and of itself. But you're going to like this, Chewie. By not selling the items, you're making less money. And that basically means you're going to be playing the game more. (laughs) You're going to be... You're going to have to play the game more to pay your bills, your mortgage, whatever we're going to be owing to Tom Nook or anyone else in New Horizons. So the more you donate, the less money you have, the more you have to play, the more value that it adds to the game. That is true. That is true. I do really like (laughs) paying things off. That's a good argument. (laughs) But at the same time, the key word there is I like paying things off. (laughs) So if you're selling, I'm just saying like you're making money, you're getting the chance to pay off all of those things and see what comes next in your house. So yeah, I mean, Here's another way that selling extends the game, because if you're not donating, you know, next year, if you missed one bug that and you didn't donate them because you sold them, you're going to have to wait a whole year anyways to donate mm. them. So that also extends the game in some way, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it extends it a little bit more reliably because now you don't you can't just like. Sure, like if you donate them, you have to work a little bit more later to earn money, but you can earn money year round. You can't see the the thing you didn't donate year round mm. unless it's a fossil. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I'll say maybe selling's the right way to go for the first year. And then all of a sudden you go back and you focus on actually donating and building your museum up. Mm. That's and, and then and you have plenty of money to buy whatever you want. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) That's true. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the next one is paintings versus fossils. So 
these are things that are, I guess, a little, I don't know how to describe them. They're very different from the fishing and bug catching exhibits mm-hmm. in the in the game. So paintings, I, I guess I'll just, I'm picking paintings for sure. And I think the main <laughs> reason I'm picking paintings is because I think overall those extend that museum gameplay more than any other um, feature in the museum. Like it's it's always the one I don't have finished or the one that takes me the longest to finish because there's it's so much harder to find a rare work of art. And even in New Leaf, like they made it easier and made it so your you could get a new piece every single week, you know? But even doing that, there's so many pieces. It still took me years before I got them all. I think it took me like a good two years to finish that part of the collection, whereas everything else by then was done, you know? Right. So Mm -hmm. I, I feel like as far as like the time commitment, the challenge, and even like, you know, the challenge in terms of like, if you didn't use a guide for the paintings like you were it was hard it was hard to find all the the right painting and recognize which one was incorrect whenever you had the chance you know but if you Mm -hmm. played it that way like that was pretty fun too because you had to start learning some of the art you had to start paying attention to the details of each piece and everything so I feel like paintings were consistently interesting to me Okay, yeah, that, that that's a very good point, and and it's very nice, just you know, to have another feature, something else to do in, in Animal Crossing. So for sure, you know, the more paintings, the better. But I'm actually gonna go ahead and and argue that fossils are the more interesting of of this side. And honestly, I mean, bottom line, who doesn't love a good diggy spot? <laughs> <laughs> and we get four, at least four of them every day. That's 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 awesome already. And you know, if if you eventually are gonna get repeats, of course, but you can donate them or sell them and you know, nice that gives you more money to do other things. But if you think about it, in, in real life, assuming that you had the room for it, would you rather have a cool looking fossil or, or just a painting? You know, a painting that you probably have seen already and that you, you liked and you want your own copy, but a fossil it's very unique. You know, there's only so many fossils in the world there's really no there's really no way to fake them i believe i don't know if there are fake fossils i know something might be like a rock or something some people might think it's a fossil but then it gets um identified that it's not or it is but it's really not something that can be faked like a painting (laughs) yeah that's true that's true and i i mean it is really cool to have a dinosaur living in your place (laughs) especially (laughs) like you know if you went all out and caught and collected two sets of the fossils like you could get not only like the big collection done in the museum but you can get miniaturized versions of each fossil as well which is pretty awesome i've got to say (laughs) Um, but also like do you really need like an actual fossil bone to create that (laughs) i feel like that probably shouldn't be the way it's handled <laughs> but it's okay as long i'm glad that it could happen you know yeah yeah and if you think about it the fossils create a lot of imagination and discovery because you you start with 
quote unquote a rock, but then eventually you you end up with a dinosaur, and then you can imagine how it lived or how it looked, and you know we get a lot of movies and TV shows about that, and it's all thanks to fossils. Yeah, that's very true, and. <laughs> You know, I wish I could make the argument of like, but painting, like you can look back at history, but <laughs> fossils kind of do the same thing too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. And the next topic of debate is, you know, nuke points versus fortune cookies. These are somewhat related and, you know, both of them sort of are rewards for you for shopping or dining out. And I'm actually going to go with the fortune cookies. And my main reason for that is because they are surrounded by mystery. It's it in a way it's like a double mystery, right? Because you get a fortune cookie, the mystery already of whatever message you're going to get. And you know, you get you get a message but there's more mystery to that because is it going to become true or not? Mm-hmm. So that that's part <laughs> that's like double mystery right there. <laughs> and you also get to eat the cookie, which is great. You know, there's different flavors, different styles. There's also a lot of culture behind the fortune cookies. You know, they originated in Japan. There was a rumor there that they might have started in China, but that was debunked. So there's some controversy there. And I think that just adds to the the flavor of the fortune cookies and their mystery. And the, the great things that they can bring, whether you believe in them or not, you know, it, it's up to you. But it's part of the double mystery, I think. Yeah, I mean, I do really like that aspect of having a surprise in your food. Like, it's like a cereal box, you know? <laughs> there's a prize yeah. in there, and you don't know quite which one you're getting, but there's one in there, and you want it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'll say I really do like the Nook points, because this this is one thing where I felt that Timmy and Tommy taking over the family business was a little bit weaker in their hands because I felt like when Nook was in charge, there were rewards whenever we shopped there. So every time we bought something, we'd get our Nook points, and eventually we'd have enough Nook points to get a prize from his system, you know? (laughs) And so sure i guess there isn't like a whole lot of mystery to it i mean the mystery that i remember with the nook points was eventually becoming like a bigger member and being able to see the prizes higher up because at first they just showed up as question marks you know oh yeah but i'd say overall i feel like it's just a more rewarding system in the sense of like the main way you got items in animal crossing at least prior to new horizons was you'd show up to the store And if there was stuff you liked there, you'd buy it. Or if you were like Mm -hmm. me and you just wanted to complete your catalog as fully as possible, you'd buy the whole store. (laughs) And so when I bought the whole store in Timmy and Tommy's place, I was just like, oh, yeah, but I mean, there's not like an extra thing that I'm getting for this versus Mm -hmm. like the Nook points. It did give me that extra thing. Like I sure I bought and spent a lot of money, but then I could use all of those points and get a special item that just wasn't available beyond those means. And to some extent, like the raffle tickets did that as well, where every month you'd save up the raffle tickets. And then at the end of the month, sure, the shop was closed. But if you had enough raffle tickets because you did a lot of shopping, you had access to a very special um, prize at the end. Um, Right. Or Mm -hmm. set of prizes. There were always three, and it really depended on if you could get all of them because you still uh, there was also that stroke of luck that you needed 
to get right. them. So, so yeah, I just felt like the nook points, as far as like the main gameplay of Animal Crossing goes, I think the nook points did a better job of extending and expanding on, upon that. Mm. Because, That's... yeah, the main goal is essentially buy things and fill up your home. And so when while you were accomplishing that goal, you also got other special things that were also going toward that goal of getting more things, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a nice thing that, you know, they, they, they the developers do see the value in Nook points and now we're getting Nook miles. So it's like the evolution of the point system and it's looking really intuitive and really nice to use and, and something that's going to really add more, even more value to the game, which, I mean, we always appreciate. Yeah, that's true. It's very... It's very true. Like there, there are things that are making a comeback in some way that capture that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, I'm so excited to learn more about the Nook Miles too because it seems like there's so many different things that go <laughs> toward our Nook Miles. So it's going to be. I feel at least to me, it seems like a rewarding system for sure. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I think that's all of our topics for debate today. That was pretty awesome. Um, so I guess we'll move into our final segment, which is our Haken's Islander Corner. That is our segment where each week we ask, well, I guess in every day now, because of how often we're doing this show at this point. But regardless, each week we ask our patrons a question. And this week's question was, who is better, Tom Nook or Isabel. So we threw them into the debate room as well. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, let's go back and forth with these answers. Sergio, do you want to start? Yes, sounds good. And the first answer is by Bunny. And they said, ah, this sounds like a Splatfest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do love Isabel and she's such a lovely person, but Tom Nook will always represent Animal Crossing for me since he's been there from the beginning. I also like that the developers were saying about him lately. It seems like they're trying to improve his reputation for the new game. Yes, Bunny, that's very true. And we, we said that last week, they, you know, the developer team decided to focus on Tom Nook for the reveal of this such anticipated game. I think that speaks volumes about how they feel about him and his role in the new game. It's going to be great. Yeah, that's true. They did give him a very starring role in this new idea. You know, like the main idea yes. is really only possible because of him. And it, even like from the beginning, like the first message we got about this game was that it was from Tom Nook, essentially saying that he's working very hard to get this game ready for us. And, you know, when you mm -hmm. think about it at that point, they definitely knew we were going to this deserted island and they've been working on it and making sure it was <laughs> perfect so they can reveal it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, overall, I just feel like they're giving Tom Nook that starring role. Um, so it makes sense. It makes sense to lean that way, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Dragonflame says, I'm an Isabel fan. Although I much admire Nook for everything he's done, he's not such a bad guy. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a little bit confused, but I think overall, Dragon <laughs> seems to be an Isabel fan. And I'll say too, like I know Dragon, his first Animal Crossing, I think only Animal Crossing at this point, was New Leaf. Yes. So mm -hmm. for him, like this series was carried by um, Isabel, essentially. Mm. So, because Isabel's the starring role in New Leaf, like she, yes. she's the mind behind the big new feature that you have in this game, you know? 
Yeah, and there's a lot of people that started with New Leaf, so for sure I can see why Isabel is so special to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I get it. I get it for sure. <laughs> the next answer is by Cyborg Zero, and he says, I love Isabel, but Tom Nook has been with us from the beginning. Uh, so I would say Tom Nook, and also someone tell me that you don't like Red. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Red is cool too. I think Red also gets that, you know, old villain reputation that Tom Nook kind of still gets or used to get. So I can see that for sure. But I agree with you, Cyborg Jiro, that Tom Nook is, is the one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Tom Nook is, like he said, he's been with us from the very beginning. So he's a big part of the game for sure. And Red yeah. is definitely awesome. I do like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Quantrell Toval says, Tom Nook, the most underappreciated NPC in the series. Everyone complains that they have to pay their debts, but if he does the work, it's only fair that he be compensated. House upgrades mm. aren't free or cheap. <laughs> and that's pretty true. <laughs> and, you know, on top of that, like Tom Nook is in no rush to get your money from you. He just says, you know what? Pay me when you can. You do you do your schedule, you know? So mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of you, there, there's a lot of unnecessary hate for him. And I think <laughs> it's time to fix that. Yes, yes. I, I think the developers are aware of that too. And they're doing what they can so that everyone knows that Tom Nook is just out to, to help us. I mean, he has to make money, but he his best interest is to help. And that's great. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Fantastic says... Impossible question to answer. Both are equally wonderful. And, you know, we kind of picked those two for a reason. <laughs> because, yeah, it's 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 just a challenging answer on this one. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it, We had to make it hard for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> so Kakulu says, Tom Nook, this guy gives out zero interest loans and enables town revitalization. Isabel is adorable, but would it even be an Animal Crossing game if Tom Nook wasn't in it? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of true. Like, Tom Nook, yeah. I, I've talked about how I just want to pay all the things off. I want all the debt. And Tom Nook has been the leading force in that debt for a long time. <laughs> so... <laughs> I I think you know though Isabel's debt that she throws us into is a bit underestimated. Like she does make public works projects, and they're not free either. Yeah, <laughs> but yep. Tom Nook <laughs> is definitely like the original uh, originator of this, and he's really like yes. you know the big pillar to the progress you make in the game. Yes, yeah, for sure. So Taff says. As much as I love Isabel because of her positivity and cheerfulness. I have to pick Tom Nook. He has been there since I discovered Animal Crossing Wild World, and it, it's always there to help us build our dream homes in each game. And yes, again, going back to this, this is kind of um, a refreshing way of looking at New Horizons, getting so much um, Tom Nook in the spotlight. I think it's going back to, to the roots of Animal Crossing with Tom Nook. Yeah, definitely. It's just... Yeah, I like that, to think it's going to the roots of it, <laughs> which <Yeah>. is great. <laughs> um, so Alex says, I refuse to answer. A question this hard after the Splatfest, this is just cruel. <laughs> so yeah, he's talking about the Chaos versus Order Splatfest. 
I don't know why you all picked order. This world is chaos. <laughs> all we can do is embrace it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, we we had to make it tough on you, Alex. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Trivibu says Isabel, cause feminism. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say that's a good point too, because I feel like she's a strong female character. Nobody really questions her authority at all, and everybody just gets yeah. like she's out there to make this place better. All the time. So, <laughs> yeah, for so, sure. So, yeah, I think she's a strong character that represents that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Kevin Sund says, Yeah, I think Tom Nook is better. I wouldn't like Animal Crossing as much as I do without him. This does not mean Isabel isn't super significant, just that there would be no Isabel without Tom Nook. Ooh, well said. Hmm. I, I mean, I wonder <laughs> about that because, like, yeah. I feel like the reason Isabel was introduced was to, like, give you more things outside of, like, the Tom Nook mechanic, you know, mm -hmm. where the main goal was to pay off your house and keep expanding upon it. But Isabel was a very different approach to that, where the main goal with her was to make your town better, you know, right. versus mm -hmm. just your house better. So, oh, that's that's true. Yeah, so like I feel like one is very like internal satisf satisfaction, and the other is like let's make this place great for all of the villagers here. And I feel like yeah. both would have been possible to create without the other. Um, oh, but Tom yeah. Nook just <laughs> happens to be the first one that existed slash continues right. to exist in the game. Right. <laughs> but. Man, I, I really like your points, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ellie Bell says, Gotta love Isabel. She's so sweet and precious. But like everyone else said, Tom Nook has been with us from the start. He's always going to hold a place in my heart, even with how much debt he, says, uh, he lays on our shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's kind of his thing. And, and uh, like we said, he kind of has to because, you know, Houses aren't cheap. He has to make money. But as we know from his conversation with Robert, he, he's doing it at, at a loss maybe because he just wants to help a friend of a friend. And that's very nice of him. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, I've analyzed this before and he just, he wasn't a very good businessman at first. <laughs> and then he just struck it wish rich with the humans. <laughs> so Mal says, Tom Nook, he's a classic. And yeah, that's true. He was just classic yeah. Animal Crossing there from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. In in a similar fashion, Sasha505 says, Tom Nook, gotta love him. Nice and simple, just like Tom Nook. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then we've got Bud Elf who says, Isabel, because she puts up with me and runs my town for me, even if I don't feel like showing up for weeks. She's the <laughs> backbone of Animal Crossing for me. And that's very true, too. Like, Isabel is there every single day and even and when she's not at town hall she's running the events and everything so like the work <laughs> she works hard her and honestly like she's the first character that is a 24 7 character like town hall never closes mm. that place it doesn't matter what time of day you go, but you go to town hall and you can go and talk to Isabel and get something done. The only time where you can't do that is when it's an event and she's getting other things right. done. So, I mean, she could be the 
I guess the first uh, she is the first character to be open twenty four seven for her. I guess shop you could say. Yeah, but she could be the pioneer in that if that's the case with every character from here on out in, in the new game. Mm-hmm. So New Horizons could be that first game where we get twenty four seven shops. Yeah, for sure, and I agree with Bud Elf's point that. You know, somebody has to run the town when you're not there. How how was it handled before New Leaf? Who knows? But now Isabel is there. And you feel safe when, you, when you're not able to play for a few days because you know she's there. And she's great. And she's going to take great care of your town. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, thanks, Isabel. We, we really appreciate it. And now the next answer is by Newt. And they say... This is like asking us to pick a favorite between two of our children, and I refuse to answer it. Both Isabel and Tom Nook have lots of things I love, and I couldn't choose between either of the two. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I think that's good. It's hard to choose between them, because I feel like they're both great, for sure. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) All right. Our final answer is from Rain, and they said, Isabel, I think she better represents what Animal Crossing has become since it has started, where Tom Nook represents its beginnings. Paying off your house is great, but isn't the main focus of the game anymore. Now we have a whole town, campsite, and soon an island to care for. And I don't know, I I feel like Tom Nook is still kind of behind the island, too. Yeah, but I can can see, and you kind of... uh pointed to this is that maybe he saw what Isabel was doing and he wants a piece of that pie <laughs> yeah that's I can very see true. that for sure <laughs> yeah that's true he saw how much fun it was for the whole place to be able to be decorated right and so he's growing that by giving us an island that is able to be decorated yeah <laughs> yeah well, anyways, I th- this was really fun. This was it was good to <laughs> get everybody in on that debate. It seemed it, I feel like it leaned more Tom Nook with these answers, but yeah, you know, a lot of people made a good point. Like it's very hard to choose between the two. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you want to be part of the conversation on all things Animal Crossing, please join our Discord. I have a link in the description of this podcast. It's totally free to join. You don't have to be a patron. And if you do join, you can get Sergio and my friend codes. If you do want to become a patron, visit patreon.com slash ChewyPlaysNintendo. For just a dollar, you can support our show, get tons of cool things, and you can see our current goals to improve the show and our content. We try to really make it worth it because we appreciate your support and i think um i feel like this is airing at the end of the month yes this will be this is the 30th now yes everybody you could tell me of course because you're there but anyways like the next week we'll be seeing some new artwork and this is all possible because of our patrons too so now we're doing a monthly piece of art and so yeah we really appreciate your support on that end um, if you're watching or listening on YouTube, please leave a comment and about any side you think is better in these debates that we had. And please tell us if you like Tom Nook or Isabel better. Join in on that conversation. <laughs> and please leave a review of the show wherever you're listening. It helps the show gain some visibility and allows our community to grow. And w- <laughs> excuse me. And once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great week. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>